Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, well, Jim, you talked me off the ledge yesterday, uh, worrying about that the Vikings might consider trading Kirk Cousins before the season is over. Now, talk me off the ledge from panicking if they get beat pretty badly by Philadelphia tonight. Well, it wouldn't be a good thing. Uh, statistically, starting 0-2 is not a great indicator of, of reaching the playoffs. I would just say that... Uh, this was always going to be a difficult opening stretch. Mm-hmm. And if they find any way to just stay close, somewhere close to the leaders of the division after five, six, seven weeks, there is a soft portion of the schedule where they could really make some hay. And if they're within reach of the leaders the last three weeks of the season, they get to play the Lions twice and the Packers once, and the Packers two of those three games are at home. So there is going to be time and there are going to be opportunities to make up ground on the other division uh, contenders. I don't think the Bears are very good. I think the Lions are good but not great. I think the Packers are a mystery. I don't think any of these teams are capable of running away unless the Lions surprise us and get really hot early. And then you still have two games against them at the end of the season. Plus, uh, you know, every, of course, division championships are the goal, but you can still make the playoffs as a, play- of a wild card team and have a chance if you play well to advance. So I, I just, it, you know, I'm not going to tell you it's a good thing, but I'm not, I'm also going to tell you it's not necessarily uh, devastation if they lose. Yeah, I mean, it's not like college football where until next year mm-hmm. when they expand the playoffs to 12 teams, but you lose two games in college football for the last however many years, you're done. That's not the yep. case in the NFL. I mean, we've seen teams with seven losses go on. I, I think the Giants dumped seven one year and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Packers, when the Packers won the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, they, they were a wild card team. Mm-hmm. We've seen teams get hot at the right time, end up with good matchups, and either get to the Super Bowl or even win the Super Bowl. So, uh, Listen, it's it's not ideal to be 0 and 2. It would be problematic. They'd have to make it up later in different ways, uh, either head to head with the division or you know just by beating bad teams. But that's a possibility. Well, so you know it's a sport often ruled by injuries, and the games that right now look like they're really difficult. You know, who knows if the the quarterback you fear right now is going to be uh, healthy when when you actually have to play him. No Garrett Bradbury tonight. Also a chance that Darasau, Christian Darasau, doesn't play at uh, left tackle. And Marcus Davenport, I think, is still up in the air. Are those two guys uh, game-time decisions, do you think? I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I will say that I saw Davenport in the locker room on Tuesday, and he was limping. Mm. So that's not a, you know, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence he's going to play tonight. Uh, also, it seems bizarre to me that he wasn't injured all camp and he missed week one. And he is a player with a hit, an injury history. He, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's concerning. Darisaw, my guess is they will test him on the turf beforehand because they desperately want him to play. They'll give him every opportunity to play if he can move. They'll, they'll probably start, but those, those are probably our game time decisions. And I really think, you know, to get to go right to the game and the the Eagles are missing a couple of starters in the secondary. Uh, it, I think. This is an offensive line game. I, th- I think if they protect Cousins well enough, you'll have plenty of opportunities downfield to his receiving core. And if they don't protect him, then you might be looking at strip sacks and defensive touchdowns and all kinds of other things. I think, I think how this offensive line and you know their adjacent blockers play this game is probably going to determine the whole flow of the game. Boy, and they're going to get a test. I mean, Philadelphia has some big, fast dudes up front. They can really put pressure on you. Just with their defensive linemen, too, they are. I mean, they, they certainly do some blitzing. Every team in the NFL does. But they don't rely on that to get pressure. 
No, and uh, you know Fletcher Cox, uh, he's still. I think he's still questionable. Last time I checked, uh, Jalen Carter's a force, and you know, listen, edge rushers are incredibly valuable, but nothing just dis- nothing disrupts an offense more than pressure up the middle. And this team's capable of really going after Schlotman and Ingram and Cleveland and pressuring Cousins up the middle. Yeah, they drafted, I can't remember his first name, but Carter. Uh, from, Jalen. Yep, Georgia uh, defensive mm-hmm. lineman. I, I, don't, I don't know how he did last week, but, man, he was supposed to be number one. But then, you know, some things off the field, some character issues. Uh, you know, actually, he killed somebody in a, a while drag racing, so it was a big yep. deal. Um, but he, he fell to like ninth, but that was a pretty good pickup by the Eagles there. And they have a reputation for rehabbing guys with, with character issues. Yep. Uh, he, you know, what he, what he was involved in is horrific, yep. but he's a good player yep. and you, and he just, you know, what have we seen? I mean, the Vikings have lost their last two games, uh, because they couldn't handle, uh, inter- big interior guys, you know, and, and this, that's going to be a huge challenge. I just don't know if Schlotman can do the job against those guys. I thought we saw a little bit of part of the reason that uh, Delvin Cook was always ahead of Alex Madison previously, outside of his speed or something like that. But they talked a lot about blitz pickup and how Cook was really good at it. We saw Madison whiff a couple of times, and that got Cousins sacked. It's funny because I, I had, I've had people tell me that Madison is a better blocker than Dalvin hmm. and that Dalvin was a liability at times. But I can't say that Madison <clears throat> did the job. Uh, I think I know Ham appeared to get beat on one of those sacks, but I think he actually did what he's supposed to, which is take the the inside. There two guys loose, and he took the inside guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't remember Madison being part of either of the fumbles, but I don't think he had a great game uh, pass blocking either. I thought the first one uh, where he, or was it the second one? He, he, he whiffed on one anyway that it looked like because right. got it. Maybe it was a hit, not necessarily a, a fumble. No, you're right. I do, think, I do think he whiffed on one of the first big hits yeah. on, on Cousins. You're absolutely right. Uh, they think he's a good pass blocker. Okay. He's going to have to prove it now. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so Justin Jefferson, and you kind of compared and contrasted how Jefferson handled his contract situation and, and how T.J. Hawkinson. Now, they're not necessarily apples to apples. Jefferson, two years left, as Hawkins, Hawkinson needed a deal. Uh, but they handled it different, and I really like how Jefferson has handled that whole thing. He's been really classy. We asked him about the contract thing after the game. We asked him again on Tuesday in the locker room during his regular session. And, you know, he's, he's polite. He's just not going to talk about it. There's nothing he really wants to say. Yeah. I, I just think he's handled it well. And, and not just the way he talked. I mean, there's just there's been no lack of effort in camp. There's no lack of effort on Sunday. If any, if he were thinking about contract at all, he wouldn't have put that big hit on the, the Bucks' safety. Yeah. I mean, that he's, you know, I mean, he could have ta- he could have just wrapped him up. He could have done you know uh, what quarterbacks do and just kind of try to get in the way without really tackling hard. Uh, I mean, he put a big hit on, and Justin Jefferson's not a very big guy. So I just don't think there are any questions about his attitude at this yep, point. Yep, that's right. And uh, uh, it looks like Jordan Addison, you know, they were pretty excited to get him where they did because of his speed and shiftiness and uh, the difficulty defensive backs will have uh, covering him. That showed up in week one. Yep. Uh, K.J. Asborn had way more snaps, and Addison was much more productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's a great sign for people who drafted him and the people who want him to be you know, clear number two receiver. Uh, Hawkinson looked a little rusty to me, 
Uh, that, that you know, I don't know if that's going to improve in a short week here. Maybe it was just the way they were using him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Osborne, you know, that was, I th- you know, from what I've heard, Osborne has been saying all offseason, hey, I'm the number two receiver. I, I am a, a number two receiver. He's going to have to do better. Um, he, you know, he was not productive enough for him to have any chance of holding on to that spot or even being part of a threesome. It's, it really looks like it's going to be Jefferson one, Addison two, Osborne clear three. What needs to happen for the Vikings to win tonight? Offensive line has to hold up against the pass rush. They need to have some semblance of a running game just to just to keep down and distance reasonable so Cousins isn't having to drop back against obvious pass rush or blitz situations. Jefferson has to play like a superstar. Um, and Flores needs to create I think the Eagles are going to be able to move the ball. Hmm. So Flores needs to create some big plays on defense. I don't think you're going to shut this offense down. But you're going to need to, to you need to find a turnover or two to, to change the direction of the game. Let's talk Twins here quickly. We know who the top two starters will be in the playoffs. That's going to be Gray and Lopez. Uh, who might the three starter be? And are uh, Maeda and uh, and Bailey Ober kind of auditioning in their next couple of starts to be that guy? I really think it's Joe Ryan. I okay. think it's Joe Ryan's to lose. I think he's the third starter right now. He's lined up uh, to right now to, to pitch game three. I think they, they. I think part of the reasons they make decisions like who's the game one starter of the season, who's a, is you know, who's most important to the organization. Hmm. So I think that's why you see Pablo Lopez starting an opening day and probably going to pitch game one of the organiza- of the uh, playoffs. I think Joe Ryan is the next. You know, they consider him their third-best starter. I think it will be him unless he gives them a reason not to start. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5, Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.